If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Our Magical Storybook podcast, Mere and the Curse of Camelot, is now an exciting new novel, available to download on Amazon or buy as a printed book. Follow the link in the podcast details. Welcome to Magical Storybook, a collection of children's stories from around the world. Mia and the Curse of Camelot Chapter 1 Stickney Piggott Somewhere there's a tree with a bookcase inside. It will take you to the land where the forgotten people hide. Mia yawned and rubbed her eyes as she gazed out of her bedroom window. The mist was clearing and the sun was rising slowly behind the oak tree on the playing field. The golden rays painted its trunk a deep chestnut, while its old, twisted branches formed a dramatic silhouette against the orange sky. This was the fifth Saturday in a row that she had got out of bed early, desperately hoping that this would be the day when she would see the magical tree glowing again. She waited until the white clouds arrived, revealing the first wispy pale blue of the morning, accepting that today was probably not going to be that day. The clock by the bed said 6.45am, and Mia was considering going back to sleep, but something made her take one last look out of the window. And there it was! Brilliant white shards of light were exploding from its bark. Mia punched the air with excitement, grabbed her backpack and ran down the stairs. There was no time for her to tie her trainers properly as the tree's magic only lasted a few minutes. So she left them trailing behind her as she ran out of the house and towards the playing field. Luckily, Mr Oliver, who was walking his dog Cairo, didn't notice her. Otherwise he would, as usual, have held her up to remark on how quiet it was and how much better it was in his day when there was not so much traffic about. I wish that I could go back to the old days, he would mutter before shuffling away. Mia liked Mr Oliver and usually liked talking to him, but today she was on a mission that was far too important to interrupt. By the time she reached the tree, it had stopped glowing. Oh no, she thought as she peered through the hole in its bark. In the darkness, she could see the shape of the bookcase carved inside the hollow. Yes, she said joyfully, relieved that the magic was still there. She gently pushed against the trunk. With a low creaking noise, the hole began to expand and within seconds it was wide enough for Mia to step inside. The books on the shelves were ancient, and they each had the name of somebody written down the spine. I haven't heard of any of these people, she thought, before picking one out that had a bright gold cover. She held it up and read the name. Samorian. Inside the cover were the words, Brave Knight of Camelot, 
and below them was a portrait of a dark-skinned man who was dressed in full battle armour. The book reminded Mia of one of her favourite novels, King Arthur and the Knights of Camelot. It was a story of a boy who became king and his famous Knights of the Round Table. The most exciting parts for Mia were always the explosive battles between Arthur's magician Merlin and the evil witch Morgana. Whenever Morgana would try to take over Camelot, Merlin would be there to make sure that she didn't, and it would always involve a lot of dark magic. But there was never a Samorian in the story, she thought, staring at the picture, or any knight that had black skin and hair like hers. Mia thought that this was a brilliant find and decided that she wanted to find out more about him. She flipped the pages, and as always, they were blank. But she soon found the magic words that she was looking for, hidden away on the back page, and she read them out. Magic oak tree, hear this rhyme. Take me travelling back in time, where brave knights and dragons and creatures of old do battle for honour and barrels of gold. Immediately the brilliant white light appeared, dazzling Mia and causing her to cover her eyes. The tree then began to tremble as its roots spiralled up from the ground, forming a magical staircase that disappeared into the dark chimney above. The light dimmed and Mia slowly began to climb the staircase. Cautiously at first, but then sprinting to the top with excitement. She popped her head out and smiled. She admired the sleepy, picturesque town below, with its winding, narrow streets and crooked houses. It was still early, but a few people were awake. While she sat and tied her shoelaces, she noticed Cairo sitting waiting patiently outside the newsagents. Mr Oliver must have been inside buying his paper. It will probably be a long wait for Cairo, thought Mia. Mr Oliver did like to stand and chat. You have the best view in town, said Mia, leaning over the edge of the tree and looking down. Two large eyes looked back at her and blinked. Yes, it's quite magnificent, isn't it? replied the oak tree, shaking its leaves awake. Good morning, Mia. Good morning, Stickney, she replied, patting a branch gently. It's good to see you again. Stickney Piggott smiled. It wasn't often that he was noticed by humans, and he enjoyed the rare occasions that he was. He had lived in this field for nearly 800 years and was now the last living member of the Piggott Oak family. He could remember when forests covered England and he missed them terribly. But he did enjoy people watching and felt proud that he'd seen a lot of important people over the centuries. He dearly wished that he could share his memories with the humans, but not many of them took the time to talk to him. Mia was different though, he knew that from the day she walked into his field and started a conversation with him. Well I suppose we'd better get going while it's still quiet, he said. Hold on now. Before Mia could respond, the oak tree crouched down and with a rumble leapt up into the air so powerfully that he left a big hole in the ground. He rocketed towards the sky, taking Mia with him. She held on tightly as Stickney spread out two large branches and soared above the town. 
His long trailing roots produced a shower of mud and worms as they whipped from side to side, propelling him higher. For miles they sailed on the currents, next to flocks of geese and swans. They rode patches of cold, bumpy air like a roller coaster. Whoa! shouted Mia excitedly with her arms stretched out above her head. She felt Stickney tap her on the back. Brolio! he shouted, pointing to a solitary white cloud up ahead. Brolio? What's a brolio? Mia didn't have to wait long to find out, as a moment later they flew into the cloud and through a spectacular waterfall. She was soaked through. She watched in awe as the foam at the bottom of the cascade produced fluffy white clouds that drifted off. Stickney was rowing through the water. Then came a rumbling, splashing sound. The foamy water was turning into rapids and soon they were at the top of a second waterfall. Whoosh! Over the edge they plunged and down they fell, carried along by the booming flow. Mia felt herself being submerged and grabbed onto a clump of leaves to stop herself being washed away. It's okay, reassured the tree, quickly wrapping one of his smaller branches around her as he steadied himself. You're quite safe. A moment later they were at the bottom of the waterfall and falling out of the cloud. That was quite a ride, shouted Mia, after she had eventually recovered. She looked around and saw that the sky looked different now. It was more red and grey. The air smelt different too, more sulphurous and hot. Mia didn't like it at all. She closed her eyes, hoping that she would come out of this alive. Suddenly, there was a thunderous roar that nearly deafened her. Mia opened her eyes and ducked as a great ball of flames flew across her head, followed by a blanket of green scales and a gigantic, thrashing tail. Ouch! cried Stickney as splinters of fire burnt his leaves. A colossal dragon circled them. It had a terrifying ridge of thorns from its head to its tail, and its mouth gaped letting out an ear-splitting cry. It's going to eat us, yelled Mia, making herself as small as she possibly could. She smelt the dragon's meaty, charcoaly breath as it stuck its nose in her face and sniffed her with its cavernous black nostrils. When it was satisfied, it snorted out a stream of warm, snotty air in her face and flew off into the distance. Mia sat rigid with fear for what seemed like a lifetime, not quite believing what had just happened to her. She was relieved when she finally felt the tree descending. She looked down, hoping to see it landing in the playing field back home. But her hopes were shattered when she saw that they were instead heading towards a dark and bleak-looking castle.